0: everybody, welcome to Inside the Genie's Lamp podcast. If you are someone who has been on a constant roller coaster of losing weight, gaining it back, and the amount of frustration that comes with finding reliable health advice, this is the podcast for you. We are health and mindset specialists that want to coach you so fucking well that we not only help you achieve the physical results you're after, but help improve your relationship with your food, your body, and yourself from a mental and emotional standpoint, so that we can become completely redundant to you. Yes, you heard that right. We coach our clients to make us redundant. Thank you so much for listening in. Your support means the absolute world to us. Without further delay, let's jump into your episode of Inside the Genie's Lamp. everybody, welcome back to Inside the Genie's Lamp. It is apparently your boy T-Money and Al Swizzle coming at you live from someplace that is pre-recorded and definitely not live. So, we've got community questions today. Uh, You can tell how excited we are. (laughs)
1: Um, Trav yes sorry I just have to say I don't think your mic is working is it really it sounds really echoey
0: does it (gasps) damn
1: sorry Uh, I just noticed that
0: no that's okay let's do this camera face cam camera resolution I'm looking in the wrong area
1: yeah it just sounds a lot different to what I've heard it before
0: oh there we go how's that
1: Oh, that's way better.
0: That's yeah. way better. All righty. Let's do that. Good call. Do
1: I do I sound okay? Can you hear background noise?
0: No, you sound fine. Except for okay. when he it sounds like he's chucking a baking tray through the wall. <laughs> Apart from that, I think we're good.
1: <laughs> yeah. He's he's hungry, so there'll be lots of noises. <laughs> that's, fine. It done.
0: <laughs> that's fine. I'm totally okay with that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Right, start again.
0: It's all good total perfect replication i, I did
1: like l swizzle that was good l
0: swizzle yeah, yeah i didn't know what i was doing but it's in the it's in the thing poop cast with t money and l swizzle Alrighty, it's the name of the recording that i put in
1: <laughs> oh yeah i didn't even see that <laughs> love it right
0: do that all right everybody welcome back to inside the genie's lamp it is your boy t money and al swizzle coming at you live from a pre-recorded studio which is definitely not live uh today we have community questions i nearly said poop cast questions no (laughs) we have (laughs) um i'll explain that one later if you're listening or if you're in the discord community but for now uh we have community questions we have three awesome ones i've got no idea where these are going to go obviously um but since I've got the questions in front of me, I'm going to ask the first one, which is, Laura, how do you get a trial and error mindset?
1: Good question, Trap. <laughs> I don't
0: know. Goodbye.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Let me flip that around on you. Uh, so trial and error. That's a really good question because I feel like... Um, my mindset is very much trial and error but it's something that i've had to work towards um i think personally coming at life uh training nutrition from a very curious and explorative perspective which i've spoken about before i think is extremely important because life is ever-changing you will always be making mistakes there will be failures in life and if you If you don't have a trial and error mindset and it's very focused on um, always getting things right, when you don't get things right, which is inevitable, you're going to be really disappointed and it's going to happen a lot. So, um, yeah, coming at it from a much more explorative point of view where you appreciate that there will be dips and mistakes but not seeing them as mistakes that um, are going to set you back, but you're actually going to learn from. So you take the opportunity of the mistakes to then build on, to become a better human, to help you with your weight loss journey, your health journey, whatever it might be, um, is going to be way more effective. But it takes practice, and I think it takes practice from making mistakes and then changing your mm. perspective of them. Um, like if I look at like my personal health journey, I've not necessarily made like made mistakes, but um, in order for me to find out what is going on with my body and understand how to heal it, uh, I've had to go through a lot of different people and expert opinions and reading different books. But like, if I beat myself up uh, every time I like pick up a book and I don't learn anything from it, then gosh, I'm going to feel like I've really wasted my life. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So like you have to see the opportunities in every step that you decide to take.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that from the call that we had off camera as well. And that first part, I was just like, she's coaching herself. She's coaching herself (laughs) through this right now. (laughs) That's good. That's so true. true. (laughs) Be more explorative, Laura. God. Yes. (laughs)
1: Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, that's pretty much what I was going to say. The trial and error mindset for me, it's, When people struggle to get into that trial and error mindset, for me, it's like, what are you afraid of? That's the question that comes up for me. If it's like, oh, I want to do this, but I'm not sure if it's going to work out. It's like me neither. Like, and I'm the person that you're paying a lot of money to, to have the answer for you. And I need you to go and essentially fuck this up so that we can learn from it. If you don't fuck it up, awesome. Then we know what the answer is and it's right there and it's done. But if you do, then we know that we can get rid of that super quick and move on to the next one. So yeah, make decisions quick because you can always make the next decision.
1: Don't you find that with clients on the program, having them for six months? It's like if something doesn't fuck up at some point, you're a bit like.
0: What happened? uh, Yeah. Like what happened? Like
1: you want there to be a challenge at some point so you can test it out whilst you're guiding the person. So um, (laughs) we kind of force that mindset upon you.
0: Like you wait for (laughs) you you for the fucker.
1: Like there's gonna be a honeymoon period when you first start, and you're so excited about like starting the program. There's loads of motivation, and then real life sets in, and then you realize that actually all those other stresses in your life are going to be there and they're not going anywhere. And uh yeah, there'll be challenges along the way, but that's when uh you're gonna learn. And I feel (laughs) like the most (laughs) the most um effective programs for all, uh, people who've done got the most out of the programs have been the ones to go through struggles within the six months that we've been working together
0: yeah and there's been like I've had a a number of people because only from like very recently have we just done the six months so I've had people and I'm still working with people in a lower capacity for 12 months for two years and They're always learning new things. It's just constantly adapting and learning for different stages of their life. And every time they, um, obviously it's a handful of people, but we need to be able to go through that shit stuff to be able to learn from it so that when it happens without us, that person can obviously do it themselves. So, yeah, I always feel like a bit of a dick whenever I've got someone on like the starting point call. And they're like, so what does the program look like?" like? No idea. I can tell you what's in it, but I've no idea what we're going to go through. So tell me about, like, what are your obstacles? What are your problems? What are this? What are that? What's everything you've done in the past that you feel like has worked and hasn't worked so that we can get rid of the stuff that hasn't worked or explore why it hasn't worked and double down on the stuff that has worked or at least make that more sustainable? And (laughs) you're going to listen back to that. Or if you didn't get that and you were the same as Laura, go back to it. Rewind. Whatever hasn't worked, we can figure out why it hasn't worked to make it work. And the stuff that has worked, we can double down on it. Yeah. Or make it more sustainable. There we go. (laughs) You're like, I still don't get it. (laughs) So, yeah, having that trial and error mindset is awesome. But in terms of like how to get it, it's almost just like, Oh my god! I just went completely blank for a second. Um, into... <laughs> I just completely so now. I was just like, "Wow, that tree looks more cool in the breeze." I'm on a podcast.
1: Oh, I feel like my my, my vibe is like going into you.
0: God, fuck! I need this medication a lot sooner than September. Um... <laughs> so, in order to get that trial and error mindset it's almost like the, the question of similar to the Russian roulette question of like, would you rather get shot in the face or would you rather play Russian roulette? It's like, well, I'd rather play Russian roulette because there's a possibility that I might win. So with the trial and error mindset, it's sort of like, if you're scared of not, not learning, but if you're scared of making that mistake or making that failure, or what if it doesn't work out? then you know i'm always a big fan of like well then you just make the next best decision that you can and move on from it because now you've got the experience from that thing that felt like a fuck up but obviously you've learned from it so now let's make a better and informed decision and we can make it quicker mm-hmm. the quicker you make decisions the quicker that you learn the quicker that you fuck up the quicker that you can learn from that and then the quicker that you are going to be able to present yourself with more opportunities to learn a hell of a lot more as well mm. so yeah
1: yeah with the with also the trial and error mindset like if you're doing our program or you're on the path to growth or weight loss whatever it might be um growth loss growth loss (laughs) sorry i can hear myself talk now so i'm really distracted
0: can you hear yourself echoing or just like in general yeah
1: no echoing I can hear it still, yeah.
0: That's not good. What about this? Go.
1: Hello? Oh, yeah, no, that's fine now. Okay, what was I saying? Uh, Trial and error, if you were on the program. Yeah, so if you were on the program or on your journey to growth, whatever it might be, um, you're probably going to make okay decisions. They're not going to be like massive failure decisions. It's not like you're going to like, put yourself into the ground or anything. You're not going to go backwards as such because you're doing it with the intention of growth, if that makes sense. So it might not be the best route to get from A to B, but it's a route that you're going to learn from. It's still going to get you closer to B. It's just the other path might have been more efficient or um, healthier in mindset for you. Uh, but that's something that you'll learn along the way. It's not like you're going to go backwards from it. You're just going to move forwards, just potentially at a slower, more gradual pace. If that makes sense.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah I love that. It's the um, it's the analogy that I used to use when I was playing Gridiron. But in terms of like, we want to move north and we want to move north as best we can. Like, obviously, we want to be taking as many steps forward as possible. Um, as I said, that this is an analogy that I used for Gridiron. I immediately <laughs> knew that it wasn't going to work. So we want to be, because it was going to take way too much explaining to be like, and then this does this and people play like this. <laughs> so <laughs> we always want to be taking the forward steps. And obviously that's ideal because that's what every single person is after. We're after progress. But taking a sideways step is also a possibility and a way that you can make progress there's a lot of mazes and labyrinths out there where you have to like, not take that forward step. And instead you need to get the fuck out of the way of something that is careening towards you. Anybody that loves Indiana Jones is going to tell you that, that you don't always have to go forward. Sometimes you do have to go like, you can go back if there's a giant boulder chasing you, then yeah, it's probably best if you uh, get the fuck out of the way. Mm. But otherwise it's okay to take a step forward, take a step forward to do all that stuff. And then when you feel like, oh no, I'm going to have to take a step back. This is going to derail me. I'm going to fall off the wagon, all that other stuff. Instead of getting swept up by the fucking wagon or falling off and all that stuff, it's like, you know what? I'm going to opt out of here right now and I'm just going to take a sideways step. Let all of this like stress or anxiety or whatever it is, I'm going to let all of this stuff just bypass me and I'm just going to manage it for now. I'm just going to take a sideways step, figure out what I can from learning from all of this stuff and then once it has passed or once I've learned from it or once it's just fucking over with, then I'm going to keep taking those steps forward. But you can move east and west to still move north. You can take Amen. a left and right step to go forward.
1: Amen. <laughs> Preach.
0: <laughs> yeah tabeth. <Travis. laughs> awesome. So, yeah, in terms of, yeah, in terms of getting that trial and error mindset, it's just, Do you want to improve or do you want to stay where you are? I feel like it's one of those things and it's going to be scary as fuck. But knowing that you're going to come out the other end. A hell of a lot better for it. You may not feel like it in the moment, like because one of my big stories is that I my initial coaching business investment for myself, twenty two thousand dollars down the drain, didn't learn anything that he guaranteed that I was going to be learning. Three years later, when I start my own business and start having employees and start having something to scale to some degree that's where i started looking back and being like oh i actually did learn something it wasn't what i thought i was going to learn but it's how not to do stuff yeah. so having that opportunity to be like well right now it feels like a complete wasted opportunity and money and time and effort and all of this stuff and then three years later i'm like oh fuck, i actually learned a lot from that opportunity <laughs> it took a different perspective to be able to see like that's what i need now
1: Yes, yeah. I agree. I feel like we we spoke a little bit about that in the last podcast, didn't we, and how like you will learn from I feel like it's it's just a continuation, isn't it? Like you learn yeah. from um potentially stupid decisions, but they're never really stupid if you can see the opportunity to learn from them pretty much.
0: Yeah. Yeah. If it's stupid but it works and it's not stupid.
1: Exactly. And you might only notice that afterwards, but that's okay. <laughs>
0: Exactly. That's my entire philosophy of life. <laughs> <laughs> like, that sounds fucking stupid, trap. Yeah, but it works. So, it's
1: <laughs> there's, there's been many a time where I've said oops and then been like, shouldn't have done that. And then after, yeah. like, yeah, but I learned from it. <laughs> yeah. Maybe not like slicing my fingers with a knife and stuff when I'm chopping veggies, which I do all the time. Like, maybe mm. those are like silly mistakes. Still things let, I-
0: yet to learn from that
1: yeah like a, i'm still learning
0: maybe it don't happens. hold the vegetable like you're trying to high-five it
1: <laughs> i think it's Here we go, I, <laughs> I do it in the morning when i'm like half asleep because i'm like juice my veggies <laughs> and then i chop my fingers in half. do you
0: not cut with your neck like your knuckles
1: yeah don't keeps telling me to do that but i just don't think about it i should i should mm. but don't yeah <laughs> and that so how, is clearly not get
0: you a trial and error mindset for cutting i was gonna
1: veggies? say that is not a growth mindset i'm not learning from my mistakes right now so don't do what no.
0: I do. <laughs> it's quite literally causing harm so yes. let's maybe not do that
1: yeah <laughs> <So> <laughs>
0: on, let's bring some awareness to that laura and see what we can <laughs> learn from that see what we can I'm, put into an action plan.
1: i'm mindful <laughs> in many areas of my life clearly not chopping veggies and cooking like the amount of tea <laughs> towels i've set alight like let's not even go there
0: (laughs) everybody has gaps in knowledge and apparently yours is like driving around (laughs) stationary objects and cutting vegetables
1: yes (laughs) in the kitchen and in the car both of them really not good places to not have awareness but That's still two
0: areas where you probably want awareness
1: yeah but i'm alive so it's okay yeah
0: but i can meditate so yeah. <laughs> that's one on you trav
1: yeah <laughs> it's
0: a weird flex um <laughs> uh, all right uh number two <clears throat> uh exercise around chronic fatigue i feel like this has you written all over it i don't know why Does but it just it? feels like a, a question for you <laughs> is that a backhanded compliment trap mm, um, um yeah you, you
1: go that? or i, I caught, go like,
0: without looking at it um
1: <laughs> we so distracted right now
0: <laughs> i threw this up in the air while i was looking at that and i was like it's probably gonna land over here <laughs> caught it i want teniel can you clip that <laughs> Can you please put that in a thing? Because I want to <laughs> see that. I'm impressed by it. Um, this
1: is to add to our reel from last, last yeah. podcast.
0: <laughs> we're getting better at getting bloopers. So <sighs> not that, we're not even fucking trying. <laughs> um, righty. Exercise around chronic fatigue. That was the thing that I had uh, written down, but it's not much of a question. Do you have anything that you want to launch off from there while I deep dive into the Discord?
1: Yeah, I think... Um... One thing that I wanna say is that when it comes to training mo- like training gym, like specific gym training, like I think because of the way that it's portrayed on Instagram, TikTok, social medias in general, it's all like um lifting heavy weights, like HIT training, like really exciting stuff with great background music and they're like really motivated. See all these like crazy CrossFit films and stuff. And uh, and then in your mind, that's what training is. But with someone who's got chronic fatigue or coming from burnout or overwhelm or suffering from anxiety or anything like that, or depression, um, you want to just take it real slow and just see movement in a completely different capacity, see it as an opportunity to connect with your body, connecting mind to body and um, being mindful about how you move. So trying not to do things that your body says, that's probably not a good idea. Um, So intense stuff. Let's wind it down and do something that's um, slower, more gentle for the body. Walking. If you're okay for walking, that's a great one. Like don't knock walking. It's an excellent tool to be able to move your body. And you can get out in nature as well. So you can get the sunlight in your eyes. The more skin exposure you have to natural light, the better (laughs) like (laughs) trap has right now.
0: (laughs) I'm so blinded by my skin.
1: (laughs) There's a vampire next to me. (laughs) I'm just kidding.
0: (laughs) I put my hand up to shield it from the sun and all it does is just magnify it. (laughs) No, you do what?
1: (laughs) Um, But yeah, like, um, controlled, mindful uh movements that can still have some sort of intensity, but not the sort of stuff that you see on social media. Just like take it down like a, a um, I was gonna say a notch, but like many notches, and um just slowly build it up. It's all about exposure. So see it as like exposure therapy. So like when you're scared of something um and you like slowly expose yourself to that stressor. It's the same with movements. So for someone who has chronic fatigue, I would suggest like taking it super slow, starting with like a five minute walk or literally doing like one or two movements, doing passive stretching for like 10 minutes that's all you got to do and then the next week you build on it a little bit more and then a little bit more and then slowly increase the intensity but so your body feels safe I think that's the main thing your body needs to feel safe in the movement if it doesn't it's going to panic and then you may take a couple of steps backwards
0: Yep. I can't really add anything to that because it would be redundant that's exactly <laughs> what I would say yeah just start slow It's everyone has a different capacity and it's just figuring out what that capacity is. And if there's whatever medical issue or even just something that, you know, you know, your limits, you know, your capacity, then it's just working within that. It's, it's progressive overload, but starting from whatever your capacity is. And
1: yeah, yeah. it does, it does bug me that, um, you know, we're, I keep bringing up social media, but that's what we're mostly exposed to. So for people who are wanting to get motivation to move, they see all these crazy things um, on their TikToks and Instagram pages, and they feel like that's the only way to exercise, but it really isn't. Like going for a five-minute walk, if that is something that is within your capacity, then that is a good workout for you. Then, you know, take it off mm. as a as a win – um, it doesn't have to look like you're destroying yourself in the gym. like. And yeah. and also don't see it as like that's where you're going to be forever either. Like I've mm-hmm. had points where I've had to reduce my uh, intensity in my training and my trainings looked ex- very, very different. Like when I had post-viral syndrome, I could hardly lift anything. Um, and so I mostly did stretching and not yoga, but like passive stretching and just taking it super, super easy, going for walks and stuff. And that served me for a couple of months. And then I could build up and then slowly I brought in the intensity. Um, but that means that you are no less of an individual, of an athlete, of um, of uh, a gym goer, just because your exercise isn't as tense as the person next to you.
0: Yeah, and to put it into perspective for people that feel like that as well. A lot of this is in terms of like the fatigue and the, the chronic insert thing here. A lot of that is also like internal. It's brain. It could be neurological. It could be something. I like to class it as like, even though it's technically not, there may be something going on in the body that we can actually like physiologically label and say that it is this. But it's not something that we can see like chronic fatigue syndrome or anything like that like you have no idea so i like to compare it to mental health even though it's even though it might not be but i still like the comparison or the analogy of mental health so if we're like it's not something that we can see but we're working within that capacity to be able to improve it it's not something that we may be able to like measure or anything but oh hello Levi Um, the other analogy that i want to use as well is an athlete getting injured their capacity when they get injured, even though they might've been doing two sessions a day, five days a week during the off season and doing all of this stuff. And then they get injured all of a sudden their capacity goes from, you know, what was hundred percent. Now they're at 10%, but they're working within that 10% to improve it, to be able to go, okay, this is my capacity. I'm going to get back and I'm going to make it to 12% and then 15% and then 20%. So it doesn't matter whether it's something quote-unquote invisible like mental health like or the fatigue or anything like that that's still your capacity that you're working within to be able to figure out what is your physical cat well physical capacity going to be so what is your capacity work within that capacity it's going to gradually overload and just treat it like an injury because you know it doesn't mean that you're always going to have the injury but it does mean that this is where I'm at at the moment. And this is what I can do within that capacity. And this is what I'm going to do to be able to move through that injury. And then eventually it's going to be something like, like I'm not dealing with this anymore. Like if Mm -hmm. it's depression, I like to say that like I was depressed, like I do have depression, but it's more of like I manage depression. It's just like something that I'm holding and managing as opposed, as opposed to I am depressed because then it's identifying as that thing. And if it's Mm -hmm. identifying as the problem, then I feel like it's a lot harder to be able to work against it because then you're literally working against yourself. Mm -hmm. But if you say, like, I'm managing depression or I'm doing this or I'm doing that, that is, like, a part of me or something that just is here that I can pick down, pick down, pick up and put down. Jesus, my brain is not anywhere today. Um, Yeah, just don't identify with the problem because as soon as you identify with the problem, a lot of stuff is fucked
1: that's a big one it's like when I got diagnosed with my heart condition and I couldn't do like couldn't get my heart rate above wasn't allowed to get my heart rate above like 150 beats per minute or something and no like I can't do any sprint work or anything like crazy explosive and um when I, I first, I was like, oh, my gosh, this is like a part of me. Like I'm stuck with this and it was getting me really bogged down. But then as soon as I was just like, no, this is just like you said, I'm managing it. And this is just how my body feels happiest. And I started listening to that. It makes the journey a lot easier. Um, Yeah, 100%. Mm.
0: And it's perfectly tying in with the trial and error mindset as well of figuring out what your capacity is like you're not gonna you may not know straight out of the gate if you do then fucking fantastic good view you You are better than i but it goes perfectly with the trial and error mindset figuring out what your capacity is and someday you might push it maybe a little bit too hard but then it's like okay cool well that's in the future that's in store for what's next i know that that's going to be something that i can get to something that i want to work towards so yeah figuring out what your capacity is done <laughs> done next one <laughs> moving on More enough. <laughs> um oh and then i've got three question mark <laughs> but this what? was the set point weight because i'm looking oh. at the um, i'm looking at the questions where it's like one how to get a trial and error mindset two exercise around chronic fatigue three dot dot question mark <laughs> and then we had another discussion to <laughs> so be like okay what's set point weight um coolio i feel like i'm gonna run with this one
1: yeah go for it
0: the set point weight is a i'm probably going to butcher this but the set point weight theory is essentially you are this weight this is where you are this is where your body wants to be regardless of whatever it is that you are going to do to change that your body is always going to want to come back to that weight first off no uh, secondly, you can change your set point weight because your set point weight is really just homeostasis for your current metabolism. And how can I phrase this? <laughs> Hello, Levi. The way that I can phrase it is you can change your metabolism. And actually, this is for people that aren't in the discord. I feel like this is actually a pretty good thing, what I wrote the other day. Um, Hey, tagging people that ask the question set point weight is something I'm familiar with. It's an awesome question and I'll chuck it into the rotation of the podcast to talk about So I didn't need to say that first part at all. So into the actual answer, uh, in short, no, it's not all doom and gloom. Set point weight is basically, this is how much your body burns currently. So it wants to be there, which is normal because that's just homeostasis, but your metabolism can be directly influenced by habits, which will have a major effect on weight loss slash gain and also maintenance in there as well for example someone who is a desk worker for the last five years they weigh 100 kilos they're struggling to lose weight and their therapist says set point or set point weight theory like oh well that's too bad doesn't matter if you diet or do any of this stuff that's just where your body wants to be so fuck you and deal with it and then that same person could get a job somewhere else where they increase their steps by 7,000 per day. Cause let's just say they're working at a theme park now, now they're working at a theme park. So they get an extra 7,000 steps per day. And now they have to take around massive carts of ice cream and stuff from the warehouse to different carts and stuff like that. Maybe they're getting more steps in, maybe they're lifting a little bit better. Uh, saw that TikTok video, that's why it's in my brain, um, undercover boss. Maybe they increase their steps by 7,000 per day. Maybe they're slightly lifting more or they're carrying more. And <laughs> they start, are, are you right, interrupting <laughs> meals. <or such. laughs>
1: uh, I need, I need like a cough button like on Joe Rogan. Have one of those.
0: <laughs> uh, so they're generally more active, 7,000 steps per day, lifting more, carrying more, and they work closer to home as well. So now they have time in the morning to get to the gym three days a week. It might even be for like 30, 40 minutes, doesn't matter what that capacity is. That same person who their therapist said set point weight theory to, they are going to start losing weight because their activity, obviously, unless they suddenly start eating 4,000 calories extra, but this is assuming that they don't change much with their nutrition, which is also a part of set point weight, but I'm going to get there. They are naturally going to start to lose weight because their activity and now their habits has increased and their metabolism is adapting to what is now going to become their new normal. The set point weight theory. So that's the first one of like activity and things. The set point weight theory also says when you are trying to lose weight through physical activity, whether it's going to the gym, getting your steps up, all of that stuff. If you try to burn more calories, your body is naturally going to want to replace those calories. Theoretically. Yeah because the body doesn't want to be in an energy imbalance if anything the body wants to be in a calorie surplus or an energy surplus so that we can put on that fat so that we can survive the winter and all that fun stuff but even though our body is smarter than us and it's going to do exactly what it needs to do to survive uh we can still influence our metabolism and what we do and we also have a consciousness as well we are not just we're not just an organic being that is we are an organic being that can influence our environment around us so we're not just being as opposed to the world we are being as opposed to us so in terms of yes your body is going to want you to stay at the same weight because why the fuck would it want to be losing weight because for any living organism out there it doesn't make sense for it to want to literally lose itself <laughs> Itself off. It just doesn't make sense. So ooh, the eyes, <laughs> just daggers.
1: <laughs> I'm not saying anything. Though.
0: That's okay. I'll get to Neil to clip it and zoom in. <laughs> so then it just freezes on this.
1: <laughs> Eat. <laughs> Eat. <laughs> sit down and eat
0: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah for a, for a living organism but
1: seriously if people are listening to this they have absolutely no context of no, what's happening
0: you'll have to check it out on youtube <laughs> but uh but yeah so that's the um that's the thing we'll give context later but living organism it wants to stay alive it doesn't want to lose itself And we're literally doing that by dieting, because through dieting, when we're in a calorie deficit, we are burning fat tissue and muscle tissue. Obviously, we want to go to the gym so that we can lift heavy shit, so that the muscle repairs itself, so that most of the nutrients go to the muscle, so that we can maintain the muscle, because building muscle is a stimulant response, as opposed to an energy response. So and what that means is essentially, if you work your muscles X amount of times per week, you are more than likely going to maintain muscle unless you're in a very aggressive deficit. Uh, But that's why we like going to the gym and doing resistance training so that when you literally go into a deficit, hopefully you're maintaining muscle losing fat. And that's where the body composition comes in where people go, Oh, I look amazing. I looked way more ripped, even though I might've only lost like two kilos. That's why, because we're losing mainly fat. With that being said, of the set point theory of not wanting to lose weight. And this is where your body wants to be because we have that consciousness about us. We can influence the environment around us. For example, for example, I'm slightly hungry right now, but at the time of recording, it's four 30. I'm not going to go get more food because I know that I have to work a little bit more after this, but then also I have dinner coming up very soon. So with that consciousness, it's not like, well, I wanted food. I went and got food. We have that consciousness to be able to say, "Well, it's dinner coming up soon, so I'm not going to snack and address that hunger." And we can do that again and again and again, and as much as we need to be able to diet down to where we want to be. For example, going from like 100 kilos to 80 kilos. In the, and this is also where like, the explanation of metabolic adaptation happens. Going from 100 kilos to 80 kilos you're metabolically going to adapt down to that 80 kilos. So then over time with your habits and things that you are doing, eventually you are going to have your quote unquote set point at 80 kilos. That's why I don't really like the set point theory because it's almost like a get out of jail free card to be like, I don't exactly know what's going on with your weight or what's going on with your mind in relation to food. So have you heard about set point theory? Where no matter what you do, it's gonna, your body's working against you. So you should probably just like give up or like, that's why you do that. So that's why we focus on enjoying life because your weight's not going to change, which I feel like not great, not a great thing to have because yeah, you can literally fucking change your metabolism. Like if I start waking up slightly earlier and start going for more walks, I'm going to start burning more calories. Yes, I'm going to get slightly hungry. Hungry. Yes, I'm going to get more hungry. I'm hungry same... too. <laughs> <laughs> but as I get more hungry, from there I can increase my protein. I can change my macros around. So when I start to get more hungry, I can have more protein that makes me feel fuller, which is going to repair my body a lot easier, which is going to mean that I don't absorb as many calories because protein has a higher thermic effect. Which means over time by doing that, I'm going to adapt down to whatever stimulus that I'm providing myself. If I'm providing myself the stimulus mentally, physically, or like nutritionally, I'm just going to throw that in there for simplicity. If I provide all of that stimulus to myself and it says I'm going to burn X amount of calories per day, and it makes sense for me to lose three kilos over X amount of time to be able to get down there. The body is eventually going to adapt to that point. And the good thing about it is because we have that consciousness and because we're fucking humans and we have a life, there are going to be social events. There's going to be weddings and birthdays and all of that stuff. So even if you tried to stay in a deficit for as long as you fucking could, A, that sucks. No one's going to do that. Uh, B, you're probably going to burn out and emotionally have to eat anyway, because that's where your brain has shut down way too many processes. And now it's like, hey, you need to eat or you're going to fucking die. Uh three, most of us are quote unquote normal human beings. And when it gets to, by, by normal, I mean, if we are at a wedding or a birthday or something like that, we're more than likely going to have a piece of cake. We're probably going to eat what is for dinner. We're not going to rock up to a fucking wedding like, hey, here's my meal prep. Just chuck this in the fridge for me real quick because my macros <laughs> are already calculated.
1: <laughs> wow. So you should, didn't I tell you about what I had to send to my friend for <laughs> her wedding? You're talking to the wrong yes. person here. <laughs> Unless normal. you have
0: all of the intolerances and all of the allergies and all of the things that you need to do for health reasons, not weight loss reasons. <laughs> <Not> weight loss. <laughs> if, it, if I eat this, I'll probably die. That's a bit different.
1: <laughs> yes, I think so. Yeah, no, I'm, I definitely didn't give her any calories or macros to hit, no. No
0: yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) bit of a difference but yeah so that's my that's my opinion in like that's my everything on set point theory is it yeah it's just metabolism and homeostasis but it it does sound
1: like a it does sound like a bit of a cop-out like i feel like it's not a term that really should be used without context
0: (laughs) no because it um
1: I bet it's very confusing for people. If if someone was to hear that, they'd be like, what? Like, it just doesn't even make sense because in life we're ever changing. Like everything changes about us. Like we age, we get wrinkles, we, you know, things start sagging, like all these things start happening. So Mm. it's like set point, nothing ever stays the same. So it doesn't even make sense to me.
0: Yeah. And that's, from some of the people that i've seen i don't know how credible they are but from some people that i've seen as well it's like this is your set point for where you are in life at the moment
1: Mm. and then when
0: stuff changes it's like oh but now that's your set point
1: so uh, so set point basically means wherever you're at so like i weigh this amount so that's my set point but say tomorrow if you know my weight goes up slightly then that's my set point for tomorrow
0: it's more of a from what i've heard explained anyway because everyone explains it slightly differently from what i understand it's just the basis of homeostasis where Mm. your body is going to want to try and stay where it is and that essentially just like maintenance period so if you are 65 kilos you're probably going to um, ebb and flow somewhere between like 64 and 66 or 63 and 67. How did you know? Are you really?
1: Yeah. Oh, there you go. <laughs> nice.
0: <laughs> there you go. Just a random number. Kind of scary? creepy.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so if you were 65.2 and, for example, you're on day 16 of...
1: <laughs> Stop. <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: how good of a coach i am one look
1: (laughs) that is very skillful
0: so yeah it's like one of those people at the carnivals where it's like guess your weight it's like hmm Hmm." (laughs) i'm gonna guess that plus a few extra things um but yeah so set point is essentially like homeostasis of you trying to stay and fluctuate within that so you will fluctuate a little bit but the set point is going to like average out to be 65 Mm -hmm. unless things start changing in your life and then it's like okay cool well figure all of that out and let it become a habit and let it become a lifestyle and with that lifestyle you now equate to this weight and that's your set point for there yep. but yeah for me it's literally it feels like it's literally just this is my metabolism right now at this current point in my life okay cool do you want to change your metabolism yes cool lift heavy shit eat protein get a walk in where you can huh, cool i did that so so yeah, do you have? I absolutely <laughs> steamrolled on that one. But do you have any thoughts or theories, or what's your no. what's your experience with set point theory? <laughs> um,
1: my experience is basically what you've just said. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, My experience is right now.
1: <laughs> whatever Tram says, I say too. <laughs> What's yours? Is I wholeheartedly mine. <laughs> agree. <laughs> uh, no, I agree. Um, I mean, I, I like I said to you before the call. I haven't personally heard the term in that context. So, uh, from what I'm aware of, I agree with everything you say. That you know, you can uh adapt your metabolism by lifting weights building muscle and um eating slightly differently different lifestyle and that will um and that will change that set point i guess so yeah i don't have i don't really have much to say i'm just rambling
0: i mean if i'm if i'm completely wrong on set point theory feel free to let me know from obviously anyone that is listening from what i've understood from the clients that i've spoken to and then the I'm going to say clinicians that I've seen on various different social media things and also from what I've done on my own research. That's what I believe it is. However, trial and error mindset, I might be completely wrong. So if I am wrong, tell me so that I can know, so that I can learn. (laughs) This might be a load
1: of bullshit, so... (laughs) Don't
0: Maybe. take it for gospel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Where there's two people hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so if I am wrong on that, let me know. But otherwise, if it sounds like sort of what your, what your person in terms of like coach or PT or therapist or whatever, if that's what they're saying, um, that's my experience of what set point theory is and that's what my understanding of it is. But if I'm wrong, let me know. Um, but otherwise, those are the questions from the community and we are done so goodbye forever um bye no but yeah is there anything that <laughs> you ya. is there anything <laughs> stop saying goodbye is there anything <laughs> that you want to chuck in on top of that do you have anything you want to rant about anything you would like to sing or scream or yell or chant or what advice I
1: do you have for someone out there <laughs> i do but i think it's best to do that after the call <laughs> Let's not do Do that that live. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, I'm I'm good. I I like these questions. All three of them were like really awesome Mm. questions. Yeah, they were. They're
0: really good. Oh yeah. So if you want to, yes, I know it's dinner time. Give me a second, buddy. So if you want to be involved in the community questions, all you have to do go to Instagram, click on the little link there, and then join the Discord community. There are buttons and there are stuff and there are channels and there are videos that show you how to use it and where to go and what to do. So if you haven't used Discord before, it looks confusing, I'm not going to lie. But there's videos on how to do all that stuff. Are you laughing at Levi's?
1: Yeah, because what you said about having dinner, like if people are watching, they have no idea that <laughs> Levi's there, right? You're just like telling yourself that you're having dinner in a sec.
0: <laughs> I mean... They've heard Levi's name through the podcast. <laughs> They're not just like, oh, he's losing it again.
1: He's going third person. Oh, don't worry, Laura. It's nearly dinner time. You can get through this.
0: Yeah, it's okay, Laura. It's nearly food time. You can do this. Um, but, yeah, I'll finish this quick so that so that Laura can go have dinner. And <laughs> <laughs> So Instagram link, join the Discord community. There's videos on how to get involved. Oh, my God, you're all annoying. There's videos. I'm talking to the dog. There's (laughs) (laughs) there's videos on how to use the Discord channel. And that is also where we ask people for the community questions so that we can have a podcast like this. So, if you do have questions or topics that you want to see answered or just have us rant about some random stuff, get in there. Give us some feedback. Let us know what's going on. If it's good, if we can improve stuff, that's all in the Discord as well. Um, Otherwise, if you're listening on wherever the hell it is that you listen to Spotify and insert any other device slash platform that you're listening to, feel free to give us a review because that actually does help us reach a hell of a lot more people. So the better reviews we have. Um, Otherwise, if you see a clip on Instagram, share that as well. Just engage with us, do whatever it is, share us and do all that fun stuff if you found it valuable. If you didn't, that sucks for you and let us know and get in what a waste of time (laughs) if you didn't good one (laughs) good trial and error mindset buddy (laughs) yeah instagram discord get in so that you can do the questions all that fun stuff and then we will see you next week we will see you on the next one so farewell goodbye have an awesome week (laughs)